Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and I'm very excited because today we have Christy Augustine, who is the COO at Bloomreach. We'll tell you more about Bloomreach and more about what she's doing and more about what we're going to talk about in just a moment. A couple of quick announcements. If you've got a story or a question that you'd like to share, you can go to any of the social media channels. You know where they are, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it. I'm there. And if it's a question, use the hashtag Ask. Shep, and I'll answer the questions uh, either right there. I might answer them on this show. I'll get back to you no matter what, I promise. So we also have a TV show, and that is Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV. And now if you go to beamazing.tv, the entire first season and a couple of episodes pre-COVID are actually on there. So check it out, beamazing.tv. All right, let's get into our interview today with Christy Augustine, who is the Chief Operating Officer, as I said, at Bloomreach. And she, well, I'll let her tell you what Bloomreach does and what she does. And she's been there for just about 10 years and was the Chief Customer Officer. I am intrigued by the bio and intrigued by what we're going to talk about. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I am so glad you're here. So let's start with what does Bloomreach do? Yeah, absolutely. Bloomreach is all about discovery and customer experiences, really streamlining that experience for your customers via our AI first platform. So offering relevant products and content to our customers. It's AI powered digital experience platform. So as you move into streamlining your customer experience, the Bloomreach product set and platform is designed to really leverage as much data as possible to help you deliver the best experience for your customers. So really what we're talking about is the big buzzword of the last two or three years, which is personalization. Absolutely. Is that really, I mean, the focus is you land on somebody's website. It can be the grocery store. It could be a huge brand. Uh, and you're going to give me an experience that helps me know what I want to buy ba based on past experiences, maybe what I'm looking at right away. You're going to make suggestions. You're going to maybe deliver some content to me. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there, or maybe it's going to follow up later in some type of a follow-up email or SMS or social campaign. All these things, yes? Yeah, I mean, personalization is definitely that buzzword and that holy grail. I think we've all been looking for it and trying to achieve over the last couple of years. I would say that, uh, you know, the important thing is to make sure it's all grounded in your customer experience, your customer use case, what they're trying to drive and do, and your business outcomes. So Bloomreach has, has really built those algorithms uh, to drive the business outcomes based on, on what your customers are looking for, what experience are they trying to uh, drive for? Wow, perfect, perfect. So well, now we know what Bloomberg or Bloomberg Bloomreach does. I'm sure you get that a lot, don't you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is certainly any of the bloom, right? But yeah, Bloomreach. Any of the blooms. Well, we're getting the right one now. It's Bloomreach with an R E A C H. That's right. So one of the comments that you have in, in setting up our interview today, you made a comment that COVID-19 has forced 
10 years of digital commerce transformation to happen in literally three months. And I would say you're pretty spot on. I've been, I thought I was like being aggressive saying it was three to five years, but you're saying 10. Let's talk about that because really we have been forced into a new way of doing business. I believe, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, but I think that it wasn't that anything was invented. It was that we are now using what we would eventually be using maybe 10 years from now, but we're now using it today. Is that accurate? I think that's accurate. I think that, you know, as soon as, as soon as the pandemic hit and so many businesses looked at the only channel that they could get to their customers was online, everyone took those next two to three years of their product roadmap and pulled all of that forward as quickly as possible. And so what we're seeing online and some of the innovation that's happened and focus that's happened over the last year is really a reflection of people looking at their roadmaps and looking out and saying, what had I hoped to accomplish over the next two, three years? I'm going to invest all of that now. I'm really going to invest in customers coming to me digitally and purchasing things that, that they weren't before. I mean, you know, grocery is up 300% year over year. So many people weren't grocery shopping or essential shopping. Uh, what if so many people weren't eating? No, they just weren't grocery shopping. Online. <laughs> they were eating, they weren't doing, exactly. So online, it's up 300%. Online. But, up or in general. Uh, up online, up 300%. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that the grocery stores in general have been just seeing this boom of business. And the basic reason is people can't eat out the way they were eating out during the pandemic, but they've shifted their buying habit. And I think that's the key is the buying habit went from, I'm going to traditionally go into a store once or twice a week. And now uh, they may not even want to go into a store at all. I think that's right. I think that, you know, going into the store obviously even comes with a risk right now. And so people are, are shifting not just the channel that they're looking to shop in, but I think that they're shifting their use cases. And they are, this is where you're starting to see people really invest in online, but it's not about picking up one product here and there. It's not about the fact that I'm, I'm out of toilet paper or maybe I wanna hoard the toilet paper, but it's about the entire experience. So I'm not buying party hats. I'm planning an entire party. I am not actually buying a few grocery items, but I'm planning out my meals for the next week. And so that use case approach or that experience approach, I think is what's a big shift we're gonna see in online commerce over the next year or two. Whereas before we were, we were picking up a product here or there, yeah. we're now shifting into an experience use case orientation. So uh, boy, there's several questions I have. Um, I want to make sure I get to all of them <laughs> um, uh, about this. So the, the buying pattern has shifted. And I think really Amazon started this buying pattern where all of a sudden you can buy everything from Amazon. And people, I think, were buying things as they needed them. And now they're putting more thought into it. And it's crossing over into other retailers online. By the way, even if you're not in the retail world, if you're in the B2B world, you've got to be thinking like this because your customer in the B2B world is comparing you to the experience they have in the retail world. 
So this is important for everybody listening. And and small business are big. And I know that, that Bloom Reach is typically a larger brand that you're working with. I, I don't see, I, I looked a little bit of your background. There's not a lot of small or boutique type of shops that are using your services. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. There's, um, you know, I would mm-hmm. say that- if That's you, not bad. I'm just, no. actually it's credibility. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, B2C, B2B companies, I agree with you. Absolutely. You know, everyone's personal experience and B2B and online is shifting into the B2B world as well. And their expectation for being able to find the products, being able to have the experience that they're looking for, be able to have that delivered uh, as quickly as Amazon. And, And I think you're right, Amazon's kicked this off. And what I think that they've done so well is thought about the customer experience and online purchasing from the entry point into the site all the way to your door. Not just the online experience, but the experience I have yep. even after. And that they set the bar high everywhere. They set the bar high everywhere and they realize that the customer's experience with you isn't just while they're on the site. It is all the way until that product shows up in that box on your door. And the reliability and predictability of that, but your experience all the way through, and then me coming back to that, you know, I think is is really what we what we want to think about when we think about customer experience. Yeah, it's unfortunate that so many companies don't recognize the opportunity that they have once the product leaves their door and is on their way to the customer. And the follow-up you can make, the confirmation, the confidence you can create and build, which brings people back. Absolutely. And I think with, you know, COVID, what we've seen is customer acquisition is really just there for the taking. People are people are online and they're going to come online. So it's really all about customer loyalty mm-hmm. and customer acquisition and, and continuing that experience so that they want to come back. And that experience doesn't end at the you know, order confirmation page, but extends to when it's going to show up. And there's a lot of things we see customers doing, uh, our customers or businesses doing to create that experience, even while someone's shopping. For example, curbside pickup, buy online pickup in store, making all of that clear how I'm going to get the product during your experience, I think is a reflection of that. Yeah. And I know that um, the online and the process of, of experiencing what I have online, especially when it's being delivered grocery, for example, it's, it's pretty flawless until it leaves the store. And I can't tell you, it was fascinating to me. We don't have a dog, but we get dog food in our orders. <laughs> you know, it, 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 so there's still that human element is, you know, leaves it open for an opportunity. I'm, I'm fascinated how well, I mean, when, when we call and say, hey, we didn't order the dog food, the Oreo cookies, or the Fruit Loops, um, would, do you, what should we do? Oh, we'll credit you. If it was an extra, then they just say, keep it. I'm amazed at how well it is, but I'm, I just know that it's like spoilage. Is, now we have another word for, uh, it's not spoilage where the product goes bad. It's the product goes bad because you can't take it back once it's left the store and it's in a consumer's hands. Anyway, that's a, another discussion for another story. You talked about customer loyalty just a moment ago, and your exact words is you want the customer to come back. And how can you create loyalty in a digital experience? I know we're going to get to the human element. And and looking at our time right now, I can't believe 
<laughs> We've been talking this long. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, that's exactly how we're going to start it off. We're going to talk about how we create that loyalty, get people to want to come back, even if it is a digital experience, and how the human element is working its way into it. We're talking with Christy Augustine, the Chief Operating Officer over at Bloomreach, and you are listening to Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating. And we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more. So the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Christy Augustine over at Bloomreach. And I want to talk about that human element. And I want to talk about uh, how you create loyalty with the digital experience. I think they go hand in hand, but I'm going to let you take it. Let's first talk about that digital experience, which is where we kind of left off. Can you create loyalty through a digital experience online? I, I absolutely do think you can create the, the loyalty online, even though you, you lack that personal, empathetic you know, connection that you can have with, uh, with people personally. Digitally, what you can do is you can really streamline their experience you can streamline what they're looking for and, and make their lives easier, right? By having that easy, great experience. And, and what I mean by that is make sure it's high velocity, make sure that they can get to what they're looking for. They can get there easier than they could anywhere else. And you think about the end to end. So you incorporate the shipping, you incorporate the when's it gonna be there is it available right now as upfront and as transparently as possible? Don't leave that for checkout. Don't leave that for after they've bought it, but incorporate those signals now. You know, one of the things our customers used to always talk about was how do I get as many attributes? How do I describe this product so customers find it? Now people are really shifting to how can I add attributes about shipping? How can I let them know it'll be available there before the holiday that's coming up? How can I let them know that it's in stock right now? Um, or how do I let them know, look, this is going to take a little bit. I'm going to be upfront with you right now. It's back ordered. But thinking about that and then experience at the very beginning. Right. So I just ordered something from a retailer, a pretty expensive electronic item. And if I go on the uh, manufacturer site, it says it's not available until after February 28th, which um, is from the time we're recording this probably six weeks or so. Um, it, if you go to the retailer site, it says it's not available for another 10 days. It'll be shipped to me. So I was talking to the guy that recommended the product and I said, I'm going to bet it's closer to six weeks from now than 10 days from now that I get it. Although the retailer is promising me 10 days. So what I am looking forward to is the argument I'm going to have about why my product isn't here after say two weeks or so when they've, the reason I bought it from them was this hollowed promise. I hope it's not a hollow promise. I hope it's a good firm commitment, but we shall see if it, if it's the fault of the post office, I'm okay with that. If it's the fault of their inventory and planning, I'll never do business with them again. They've lost me. 
And they're a, a retailer that I've done business with before. And that's what you're saying. Information is key. That creates trust and confidence. Absolutely. Information's key. Transparency is key. You know, and I think that, you know, people are very accommodating right now to the fact that you're going to be out of inventory. Everyone understood when everyone was out of hand sanitizer. And that was, that was the opportunity for retailers to say, yes, I don't have that. I'm being transparent. I don't have it. I do have soap. I have alternatives. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure that I give you option. And let me make sure I'm transparent about uh, what I do and don't have. Um, I think there's, there's those cases. And then there's cases like the PlayStation 5. Everyone knows that that inventory is super limited, right? Everyone knows that there's only going to be so many. This happens every time a PlayStation comes out. There's only so many they can build so fast. So just be transparent with your customers about when you expect to get that inventory um, and when it's going to be released. And, and then be prepared for the demand right. that you're going to get in the surge of traffic. And I'll add to that, if along the way you can give me updates, I'm going to love you for those updates. And Over-communicate. Yeah. And maybe even ask the customer, how often would you like me to give you an update? We can do it once a day, once a week. What's your preference? I, I always joke about this when I've only mentioned it a couple of times, but, and you've probably experienced this. I'm assuming Christy in your role, you probably travel every once in a while or did anyway, right? Used to. Used to, right, yes. right. Used to. Used to. So, uh, but when you're going to go back to it, have you ever sat at the airport and saw that your flight's supposed to be leaving at say four o'clock in the afternoon and it's 10 minutes to four and the plane's not there yet. And yet no announcement has been made that this plane will be delayed. Have you experienced that? And all subsequent flights have been delayed. <laughs> exactly. The ones that are later, yes, exactly. leading indicators. But if you Absolutely. look at the, the, the monitor, it still says on time. But you're smart enough to know there's no plane here. Why doesn't the gate agent just pick up the microphone and announce to everybody, hey, everyone, you're probably as intelligent as I am on this one. The plane's not here yet. Let me tell you where the plane is or what the reason for it is. And I'm going to give you a, an update every 15 minutes so you don't have to keep coming up here and asking me. You can almost hear the sigh. Ah, the stress is gone once you have the information. Yeah, you know, I think it really does get back to this, you know, over communication. So many, there are so many channels now, right? When e-commerce first started developing, there was really only one channel, that website that you had, and then two email. But now there are so many other channels that you can actually take advantage of from, from text messages to chat box that can really keep the customer informed along the way. So it's about thinking about this e-commerce experience of more than just the website, but the experience that the customer's having. Right. The fact that I'm sitting in my house shopping and I've got my phone next to me and you can text me and I can see my front door. In fact, there's a ring, right, to tell me. If someone's coming to my door, there are so many channels or ways to think about this holistic experience. Yeah, so it really is exploding as far as opportunity. All right, let's talk about this human element because the gate agent with the microphone in their hand is saying, hey, everybody, the plane's not here. And I'm going to get back to you every 15 minutes. But there's a monitor right above the agent that says it's still on time. Okay. But let's, let's forget about that. The monitor is digital. The text messages, whether they're coming from a person or a chatbot, appear to be digital. Okay, same thing. But now we have the human element, and and what do you mean by human element? It's it's an add-on. It's it's 
is, is it an extra? What is it? Yeah, I mean, I think that human element goes from the merchandising or marketing team of your website who's really trying to stay on top of demand and, and how quickly can they make changes and, and be, you know, have the information at the ready to be informed to make those decisions, right? You want to make sure those merchandisers, those marketers have the information, right? If the information is on that screen, maybe ahead of them, that's great. But if it's not in their hands, that's where you can get into trouble all the way to the, the person delivering the product. Do they have the information? Do they know what to do if they, if they don't have the product they, that you wanted? Do they know to cancel it? Do they know to substitute? So you really want to tie the analytics or the data that you have in the hands of those frontline users. So their velocity can be great and their decision-making can be smart for you. Right. Love that word velocity. Uh, and I'll, I'll just say that I think one of the things we're also talking about here, and we get it when when once in a while, and let's take it to the customer service world. Uh, I call the customer service department, if you want to call it that, the support line. And I get somebody, and maybe it's somebody from another country, or maybe it's not, it doesn't matter. But that company has subbed out. In other words, they've hired another company to manage the support. The same way a, a retailer might say, hey, it's left our loading dock. It's left our store. It's now in the hands of the post office, UPS, FedEx, or a local delivery company or a national delivery company using local drivers. And all of a sudden, the, that, those non-employed people are representative of the experience you have with that company it's almost a dangerous place to go. It definitely leads to the fact that you are, you have, you've outsourced a critical function in, in your company. Uh, you've outsourced the last mile. Yeah. And I mean, you've outsourced the last mile to those people who work so incredibly hard for all of us, right? Those essential workers who are doing the best they can. So I think, you know, it does get back to that transparency and communicating, treating it like it is still your last mile, communicating. Everyone's going to understand if the post office is behind right now or if you know, FedEx is behind right now. We all know that they're delivering critical vaccines or critical supplies and to essential workers. But if you aren't treating it like you need to communicate and that that is part of your experience, then I think you've left it open for customers to make their own their own assumptions about what's going on. Right. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. And this is important. Whether you're the large brand that Bloomreach typically works with, whether you're B2B, business to business, or whether you're a small store, a lot of these principles that you're talking about that you've described today apply to any type of business. Make it easy. Your exact words were, um, I think, a great, uh, easier slash great experience. You kind of ran those together and, and that's convenience and that's no friction. And then you add to that information, which creates confidence. So that's part of the key. All right. We are just about out of time and I'm going to ask you the final question. And that is, what is one thing you want to leave with this audience, either something new or something you want to emphasize? What would you like them to hear? You know, I think the, the thing to really think about as, as we, as we're in 2021 is your, your customer experience starts from the time that they're, they're thinking about something or looking for something all the way to the product door. And so not limiting 
yourself to thinking about the digital experience as just the website, but thinking about it as a product manager with building a product, what's my customer use case? What's their experience end to end? And making sure that you've invested digitally from point one in that whole end to end experience. Yeah. So take a look at the entire customer journey, the entire journey and analyze it, break it down and figure out where you can make it, as you say, easier and a great experience. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Christy Augustine, thank you so much for being on Amazing Business Radio. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Great insights. Uh, and again, if you want to learn more about Bloomreach, just go to what, bloomreach.com, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Correct. Just bloomreach.com. You want to learn more about Christy? Well, just listen to this show again and again, because there were some great insights and I hope you didn't miss any of them, but it's always good to listen to it at least twice. All right, everybody, that's it. We're going to have another interview next week with another amazing guest. And until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.